Today's swap number is 13. That's the total number of positions that'll be open on the swap of BOD in the fall election. Back at the start of this year, we sat down with our new board members to ask them what they had learned during their first few days on the job, what they had hoped to accomplish in their time on the board, and what drove them to run for office. With nominations for the 2020 general election opening shortly, today we're following up with them to hear their thoughts on those things, along with world events that none of us could have dreamed of when we had talked to them nine months ago. Alpha 1014, runway 28, clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff on 28, Alpha 1014. I'm Kurt Heideman. And I'm Amy Robinson. On today's podcast, we're going to talk to five of the reps we spoke to in January. Brian Hagedorn from Atlanta, Craig Schmidt from Dallas, Rudy Hochtel from Houston, Matt Afanita from Las Vegas, and Lauren Toriello from Midway. And with that, here are the interviews. So our first question is, how does the job as a rep compare to what you thought it would be? This was Matt Afanita from Las Vegas. Well, coming into this term, I was really excited about negotiating and this uh, contract 2020 was set up to be groundbreaking and we were gonna have big gains for our pilots. I was really excited about that. And obviously that all got derailed. However, on the other hand, you know, the, the big part of being a rep is supporting your pilots, assisting them, protecting their CBA rights. And that aspect hasn't changed. I would have to say it's a lot more varied than I thought. This is Rudy Hochtel from Houston. Had the preconceived notion that it would be mainly scheduling questions, maybe some benefits questions, but it really has run the entire gamut uh, from personal to business. It's just been all over the map. It's been very interesting. It definitely keeps you on your toes. And I've learned more about our contract and our company than ever than I ever thought I would. It's definitely been a, a real challenge in that sense. Here's Brian Hagedorn, Atlanta. Well, obviously, um, I never in my wildest dreams thought that we would be fighting to keep everybody on property. Um, so the job has been uh, challenging, and it's a challenge that I am embracing. I love new challenges. It, um uh, keeps me busy, and I love helping uh, pilots figure out issues. Next up is Craig Schmidt from Dallas. I wasn't really sure exactly, uh, but I guess I just envisioned having to learn the contract really, really well and just helping pilots in general, kind of giving back to the services I've used over the years, uh, doing board meetings, et cetera. But it seems like it's been, uh, <laughs> it's much more than that. Issues that have many tentacles that uh, weave into all kinds of areas you never even thought possible. This is Lauren Toriello from Midway. Was It was normal until COVID hit. Uh, it was what I thought. It was a couple calls a week and uh, talking to the chief pilots, uh, advocating for pilots, and then COVID hit and it completely changed. It, it touched things that had never happened before and uh, new policies and procedures were put into play. They were changing daily. People were calling me about them. Uh, and I spent a lot of time connecting people <clears throat> to uh, committee members way smarter than me to figure these things out. Back when we spoke in January, you had some very specific goals that you wanted to meet while you were on the board. How do you feel your efforts are working so far and have your goals changed since then? Craig Schmidt. Yeah, I think it's kind of shifted or I guess I would just say delayed. I mean, my my initial reason for wanting to run other than just helping the pilots was usher in a new new contract, one that would possibly be industry leading or one that, uh, as I said, 
I think in that first podcast, I had my oldest boys wanting to go into aviation. I want to be able to tell him, hey, come to Southwest. We've got uh, a great place to work here, great contract comparatively to the to the big four that everybody talks about. But it definitely has switched to, uh, I guess, just uh, survival mode and um, with the COVID situation and all the stuff that's been thrown at us that way. So, but obviously we'll get back to that at some point when, I don't know, hopefully next year we'll start to calm down with this uh, situation. Next up is Lauren Toriello. Uh, well, I believe that what I said that I was focusing on were benefits and uh, kind of streamlining them and making them easier for the my pilot group to understand or for me to help them understand. Um, and it's changed completely because with uh, COVID, new issues have come up both inside the benefits realm and outside. And uh, it's just been, all of my direction's been completely shifted. Uh, honestly, it's like with the max, everybody was all focused on the max and then COVID hit and nobody gave a shit about the max. So it's like a lot <laughs> with everything I thought about this job, COVID just changed, like the, it just changed it all. And now we have Rudy. At the beginning of January, the focus was building unity as we were going into contract 2020. And I think it was going very well. We did some uh, lounge visits that were effective and got people to ask questions. And one of the other things I wanted people to realize is the support structure that SWAPA has for its members and that people need to use it. If you've got a question, pick up the phone and call. Now, with COVID, that has changed in some aspects because, you know, contract 2020 is a little bit on the back burner right now. It's not completely gone, but it's a little bit on the back burner. But... There's still all these departments and committees that are there designed to help the members no matter what comes up. And with COVID, it's brought a whole new chapter with a whole new set of questions and everything that we've had to kind of work our way through and find our way uh, to help our members as best we can during this time. This one's Brian. Being that I was on the safety and go team prior to becoming a, a domicile rep is still important job. And they are still working a day and night on behalf of swap of members behind the scenes. And they're going to need volunteers because we've got uh, people that, who've taken VSP and EXTO. And, um, you know, those positions will have to be filled at some point down the line. So if you're ever interested in joining SWAPA and volunteering and, and maybe not becoming a rep, but doing something to get involved with your SWAPA team, this is the perfect time to do it. So after being a rep for half a year, what surprised you the most about the job? This was Matt's response. The SWAPA machine is pretty efficient when it comes to uh, dealing with things last minute. Obviously, the, the contract 2020, which was our focus, and we were also talking about the MAX a lot before COVID hit. Well, we went from uh, the board meeting in February where uh, COVID, I believe, wasn't even discussed to within uh, two and a half weeks, the entire world shutting down and having to deal with all of the, the effects, I mean, the scheduling effects, uh, people being a uh, hotel shutting down, overnight issues, schedule cancellations, hindsight, all of this stuff just hit us like a, like a freight train. And yet I feel, I mean, from what I saw, uh, SWAPA did great with, I mean, we were on top of it. I mean, you would get an email and somebody's working on this issue and somebody's working on another issue. And every question we had was answered quickly and we were able to get that information to the membership. So the team, when it came together, was it was, it was pretty amazing. And I, I felt like from my aspect, when I had to deal with individual uh, pilot issues, I had 
a lot of support. I had support from, you know, Mike Santoro, from, from Com, from you guys, uh, uh, SRC, every, everything I needed, it was available to me as soon as I needed it. And I really appreciate that. It's really nice to work with uh, in a, in a, within an effective system like that. How much SWAPA does? Rudy Hochtel. When people talk about SWAPA, uh, they might just think, well, they're there to answer my question on payroll, or maybe I have a benefits question or a 401k question. And what I found out is just how involved we are with training, with things that are going on at the GO, the Government Affairs Committee, how much work they do in Washington. During this whole MAX issue, we've had SWAPA individuals at almost every meeting that Boeing has had. They went up and did the SIM rides at Boeing. We had someone there. And it's been every step of the way. Anything that's going on in the news that affects us as pilots, there is somebody there from SWAPA representing us or getting an idea of it or, or taking notes. So SWAPA is their tentacles are everywhere and throughout the company, which is great. That's what we need. There we're constantly gathering information, trying to come up with ways that we can work with the company to make things better. And it's it's a constant everything is in constant flux and in constant motion. And it's been fascinating to see how active SWAPA is behind the scenes. There are a lot of politics in SWAPA. Here's Brian. And for better or for worse, I'm sure that happens everywhere in a big uh, organization. Um, and you got to learn how to deal with different different personalities and be able to work with them and, and compromise and know that you're not always right and you're not always wrong. So that surprised me the most of, of how much politics are involved, even though we're all in the same company, all working for the same team, doing the same job. Um, there are politics and you got to know how to navigate some navigate those waters sometimes. And now Craig Schmidt. Probably the, the number of 15 D's or ER investigations. I had no idea that uh, that was such a big part of our uh, job or I didn't know there would be that many. And 15 D's are if uh, that just refers to a part of our contract where where uh, it's discipline. Basically, you're going in front of the chief pilot and answering for something that's occurred. That's kind of opened my eyes of part of the job. Lauren Toriello. Yet again, that the people on the committees are so much smarter and work so much harder than I ever thought possible and more than I ever want to work myself. And the one thing I have learned that was surprising to me is I was under the impression that a co the committees would get together and come up with an idea or work a situation or solve a problem and then bring it to the board for approval. And what I realized in all of the conference calls was that it was a lot of the committees asking for the board's approval to even broach a subject or work a problem, which I found interesting. And Lauren, do you think that that's a, a positive uh, relationship there? Do you think that's the right dynamic that the, the committees come to the board for direction and instruction like that first? I think it's a great dynamic because it keeps everybody on the same page and everybody uh, knows what's going on ahead of time instead of being blindsided after the fact um, of what was being worked out. I, I really I appreciated the fact that I was being consulted ahead of time to say, hey, can we even take a look at this? Do you guys, is this something you want or we need so that everybody was on the same page? What would you as a board member want to communicate to your pilots directly about the coronavirus and some of the fallout? I will say that I have was extremely impressed uh, with the 
committee's uh, action uh, immediately following the COVID crisis, putting together a plan and coming to the company with an outline uh, of an extended time off or uh, emergency time off or even the VSP program that provided enough benefits and compensation to get as many takers as possible. Uh, And then I was even equally impressed when the company listened to most of the union's recommendations, for example, the VSP, and put out a product that was so well designed uh, because of the hard work of the SWAPA committees and listening to their input. I thought that was impressive. This is Craig. Well, I don't know if it's much different. I I just think that, uh, you know, it's a season of change here that we're going through. I mean, one of these black swan events that uh, a lot of us have been through two of those now from uh, 9-11 and now this, and this is obviously much worse economically. Nothing the world has seen like this before. So I think we're in a very... I don't want to say a great position, but we're obviously, uh, as far as the the other airlines are concerned, I think we are in a better position than than the other carriers, but that doesn't say we're not at risk. Hopefully we get through this uh, as literally scathed as possible and uh, we can have that, I guess I'm hopeful, optimistic for a V recovery uh, whenever, whenever resolution comes of this. You know, it sucks. And that's just the best word for it. Here's Brian Hagedorn. We... I think out of all the major airlines, Southwest is head and shoulders above everybody else. And when on the backside of this, I'm cautiously optimistic that we're going to be the best airline there is uh, to rebound. And um, if you're out on the line, keep sending us your issues and we will take them and run them up the ladder to get them corrected. It's a big organization. It's a big ship. And sometimes it doesn't turn as fast as we want it to turn. But I can tell you that every email, every text message, every note that I get or people that I fly with, I take them all and I do follow up and run them up the line to the proper uh, people who get results. And so it may not happen as fast as we want it to. And uh, especially with the coronavirus, I wanted it to be over with last week and back everybody back flying. But the numbers are trending in the right direction um, with TSA and more people are starting to fly again. And I think that... uh, we're going to come out of this really good next year after uh, after this is all over with. That's just my personal opinion on that. And uh, these are the words of Brian Hagedorn and nobody else's. And now we have Rudy. I think one of the biggest things this COVID has taught us or is teaching us is patience. Things are changing so constantly that you have to be patient because when something comes up in the news or the CDC changes guidelines or something, sometimes the wheels turn fast and sometimes they turn slow and how it affects us procedurally or on a, on a company on just a day-to-day basis. So one of the things we have to learn is when you get a letter or you get a phone call from the chiefs talking about something, take a deep breath, take a step back, call us. You are not the first person to be called. If, if there's a contact issue or something, call SWAPA. We're working with the company trying to streamline these procedures as much as possible. So you're not the first person that's encountered this. And if you give us a call, most of the time we have a pretty simple explanation. And sometimes we'll have to go find you an explanation, but we will. We're constantly working on this. And I think that's one of the big things um, kind of going back on some of the other stuff is we never stop looking for the answer. Just because we get you one, we also go back and look, is there a better answer there? Is there something else we could have done? And COVID, I think, has pushed 
the company and swap it into areas they never thought they would have to go into and looking at different solutions for problems that no one ever thought these would come to our door. And here they are. So everybody has to work together, but patience is one of the biggest keys with all of this. Here's Matt Afanita. Well, stay flexible, be ready, be ready for anything. I think everyone has done a really great job of adapting to all of our new, all of our new procedures, especially if you're a commuter dealing with uh, food and, and, uh, issues like that at hotels. I mean, everybody's packing their own lunches now and looking, thinking ahead, looking at what's available in the city you're going to. Uh, mask compliance really isn't, I mean, I understand people have different uh, ideas about mask compliance and whether or not it's a good idea or a bad idea or your certain views on it. But it really is in this day and age and what we're dealing with right now, it's, it's kind of not really an option. I see uh, people wearing their masks at work and the mask compliance is, is up. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, the company wants us to wear masks. It's for our own safety as well as, well as uh, to also give the passengers a sense of uh, comfort and, and hopefully make them come back. I mean, the end result is we need to, the passengers keep buying tickets so we can keep this machine going. And uh, I feel like we're all working together on this. I see it at work. I see everybody kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing and all pitching in towards a common goal and the end result will be, I think we'll end up a stronger company when this is all said and done. Fall nominations are coming up shortly. So uh, tell our pilots why they should consider running for office or otherwise volunteering for SWAPA. Rudy Hochtel. So SWAPA is the pilot group. There is no outside resource that comes in and controls us. We're not run by, we don't, we definitely have outside resources, but they're not the ones running the show. At the end of the day, SWAPA is the pilot group. We control our own destiny. And if we don't have people that step up and step into these positions and help guide SWAPA as an organization into the future, we just kind of start to languish or it's the same people over and over without new blood or new ideas and we start, we can backslide into something that we were in the past, but there is no outside, oh, someone's going to come in and take care of it. If nobody steps up, there's nobody there to run the show. And the reason SWAPA is successful and has been a successful organization is because this membership, when needed, has stepped up to run. Yes, it's a challenge, and there is a learning curve. We have wonderful people that work with SWAPA. Our support staff is great, and they do yeoman's work getting everything behind the scenes running smoothly. But the direction and the heart of it has to come from the pilot group. Craig Schmidt. Get involved. Have a say. Don't just be one of those people that just calls and complains, you know. Call and say, hey, good job, or, or run. That's probably the best thing to do. Run for office and or uh, apply for a committee or try to get involved and, and see how you can help out and, and make this organization better for, for your cohorts. Brian. You should consider running for office if you have the passion to help other people in their time of need. And SWAPA is going to need really good, smart people to help us navigate these waters uh, on the backside of this, especially next year. It's going to be a, a challenging year ahead of us starting in 2021. There's going to be uh, Lots of moving parts. And, you know, I ran unopposed in Atlanta 
which was a shock to me. Uh, so I won by default. But uh, Sean Sullivan is taking BSP. And so we're going to need um, another rep in Atlanta. And I, I know a lot of people say, well, it takes a lot of time and I don't want to get involved. And uh, no, we need you to get involved, especially really smart people who can um, help out. And uh, I'm just a dumb line pilot. And uh, but I do have a passion for helping people. And that's where I think I fit in here. But we really are going to need people to run for office and fill some of these voids on committees and domicile reps. Lauren Toriello. It's a great opportunity to help your fellow pilots. Um, I much prefer uh, the direct contact with the chief pilots on things like 15Ds, the disciplinary meetings, uh, and advocating for the pilots uh, to get the best outcome following the contract. That's more what I enjoy most about the job. So I would have to say, you know, if you want to help out your fellow pilots, it's a great avenue to take. Next up, Matt. If you have strong ideas and strong opinions as to the direction SWAPA should be going and, and the direction the company is going, um, the best way to to make a difference is to is to is to join the party, get in, and run for office. Or uh, and if if that's not your thing, volunteer. If there's an opening in any of the in any of the committees, the worst thing to do is to is to stay at home and then read read the uh, briefs and read the comms and then just complain to yourself and, and not get active. So I think that it's a great opportunity. And if you're even just the slightest bit uh, thinking about getting involved, I think you should sit down and really, really think about it and really, you know, fill out that, uh, fill out that nomination form and talk to people within SWAPA. If you, if you have reservations and try to try to find out if it's right for you, but I can't imagine not doing it from this point. Thank you to all of the board members who returned to our podcast this week. We appreciate all of you taking the time to chat with us again. These pilots are your go-tos for any representational issues or concerns you may have. Please visit SWAPA.org, where you can find a complete list of all domicile reps and contact information for each. And as always, please remember that if you have any feedback for us at all, drop us a line at com at SWAPA.org. We'd like to hear from you. And finally, today's bonus number is 41.4%. That's the voter turnout for the 2019 SWAPA general election, lower than most of us would like. But the good news is that turnout increased to 49.7% for the second VP special election in June. With all of the turmoil in our business right now, it looks like more folks are paying attention, and that's a good thing. Here's hoping voting trends continue to improve this year and beyond as our SWAPA leaders represent us during these difficult times. And maybe you or someone else listening to this podcast will be inspired to step up and run for domicile rep in an effort to serve your fellow pilots. Southwest 261 Lovatel, 17 right clear land, 2 0 All right, 17 right clear land, Southwest 261. 